What's up, everybody? It's Sam and Maddie, the HB hosts. What up? Uh, today we are introducing a special series podcast that we're doing. We're going to add to this channel um, yes. where we're focusing on uh, indie films, specifically A24 films. Yes, yes. <laughs> and we realized that we are whores for A24. We love a bunch of their movies. So we were drunk and high, and we're like, we're the A20 whores. Hello. It's for the branding, HBOs, <laughs> yep. we're whores, we're sluts, for the drama. Mm-hmm. We love the movies. So yeah, we decided to do a little mini uh, series for the month of January, because January is dry as fuck for content. Oh my god, shit. yeah. Dry as fuck uh, for Maddie and I, too. We have been trying to do dry January, and it's been fucking miserable. <laughs> so I am very happy to be back. It's been a few weeks. We took a little holiday break from the pod. Also, ain't shit is coming out on TV. So <laughs> so we wanted to fill January with um, some really fun stuff, and it could be something that we continue to do. Um, you know, we'll just see how this goes. But uh, we this month are going to be talking about the movies Everything Everywhere All at Once, Midsummer, Ex Machina, and X, which are yeah. all four A24 movies, some of them older, some of them brand new. So that's it's going to be exciting. Yes, and obviously today is everything, everywhere, all at once, if you couldn't tell by our makeup. Oh, God. <laughs> if you couldn't tell, just um, let you in. For those of you that aren't watching this, uh, go to our YouTube channel and you can see the ridiculousness that is us right now. Mine, uh, My makeup is not as, it's more muted than Maddie's. Maddie's got some serious Galactica shit going on right now. What can I say? The Aquarius Mercury was like, you need to do the blue line. Yes, absolutely. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> I didn't have blue lipstick though, and I was too scared to do eyeshadow on the lips because it's messy. So next time, we'll we won't talk about this again, but if I try to do any more Jobu Topaki makeup, I will get the, all the tools. Yes. Yes. Uh, make sure that shit's in place. Yeah. I yes. have um, another makeup inspired by one of her sadder moments in the movie. And it's just pink. Can't really even see it. But I'll take pictures and upload it to the Instagram. So yeah. uh, you guys can follow us there. But yes, today we are talking about everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, came out in 2022. Directed by Daniel Kwan and Daniel Shiner. The Daniels. Uh, mm-hmm. More popularly known. Um yeah, let's just get into it. Maddie and I are fresh on it. We both have watched it for the first time months ago. Um, and then we watched it again together last night. So it's fresh. And it's... Yes. And my eyes are still puffy from crying. So <laughs> truly, this, this truly gets me. <laughs> it's such a good... Um, it's just a good one. The way that they did it. Yes, it's chaotic. You know what it kind of reminded me of? And I don't know, people might hate me for saying this, but it kind of reminded me of like... Moulin Rouge and mm-hmm. even Elvis that came out recently like yeah. it's kind of chaotic and quick and and there's like a rhythm even like a musicality I don't know for me there was I was like oh shit like there's like a oh definitely happening here so you know just like for overall thoughts I really enjoyed the visual level mm-hmm. it was chaotic I really I need to watch it 10 more times to see everything and i think that everyone who's seen this feels the same way yeah um music was great the scoring was beautiful and the acting was out of this world yeah it was 
really fucking awesome. This mm-hmm. movie, I can see why people were raving about it. And I'm mad that I like, I waited a little bit. Yeah. And then like watching, I was like, wow, you should not have waited. I really wish I would have seen it in theaters. I would have yes. been, I would have been unable to sleep if I saw this in movie theaters. Like, yeah. It, yeah, it was incredible. Everything, it was jarring and ridiculous and so good. And it, like one of my favorite things where it's just, it's such a talent to the cast, to the writing, to the direct, to all of it is um, the way that you're able to go into such an intense moment of sadness and then immediately make it something satirical and it, you're laughing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, So I was back and forth between like, sobbing and i'm not even the crying yes. one in this duo like normally yeah, that's maddie, true. Nor- normally maddie is like yeah, you know i'm the sensitive one <laughs> yeah so um but yeah there is just something about like how deep these connections were and how deep they were like the depth of it that was incredible um and then it was so fucking funny like yeah it was this, great the most ridiculous shit you could ever think of they put mm-hmm. in this movie it's like i just i want to know the inspiration from all of these, like the dildos and the butt plug oh and God. all of these just like ridiculous, the hot dog fingers, like all of these. Raccoon-y. Yeah. The raccoon. Like, yes. How ridiculous it all was. And I'm like, how did you guys think of this? You, like you comedic geniuses. Like it's just, it was incredible. Yeah. The whole thing was incredible. Yeah. yeah. It was really, really, I think fulfilling. You know, it it was so satisfying. It almost feels cathartic. It feels rehabilitating. The, I don't know. Maybe I'm being fucking poetic, but this movie really felt like that to me. And it is something that I will watch again. Yeah. Probably multiple times because mm-hmm. it's just <clears throat> it's just so visually appetizing. And, and the plot is good. The story is good because, you know, it really, yes, it's a specific story, but it relates everybody mm-hmm. can relate to this yeah yeah you know, so it was just um if you haven't seen it go and see it also for all you people that haven't spoiling everything Literally. get out of here go watch it right like, now i just i don't understand these people it's in the title of the episode if you haven't seen it why would you think to listen to this episode like there have been people that have told me like yeah i started you know your pod on this show you know, but then I didn't realize there were spoilers in it for this episode. And I'm like, it says it in the it title. <laughs> like, yes. it says it. So, yeah, if you're reading this, you know, or if you're, you haven't seen it, it's too late. We already were spoiling everything. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. We're just trying to be a little gracious for you. So now you're done. Yeah. No more. <laughs> um, okay. Do we want to talk about the characters? Yeah. I think that's a good place to start. We can kind of talk about who they are you know, what they're about, what their connections are. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess we'll start with Evelyn. I mean, she's the main character of this movie. And she's a mom, she's a wife, and mm-hmm. she is running a laundromat that is mm-hmm. about to get audited by the IRS. Yeah. Which is fucking stressful for anyone. Yeah. yeah. Um, plus throwing a Chinese New Year party and, you know, her daughter being gay and her dad being in town, which is, you know, obviously he was a huge stressor. Um, yeah, she's dealing with a lot and she's dealing with it gracefully. And then very yeah. quickly on, we get multiverse. 
um, introduction. So, you know, we didn't even, we didn't really get a lot of time with just like her day to day, but we saw enough to know who she, like who Evelyn is. Um, I think that she's incredible. I think that the way that she's played is so realistic to like, not to like, I can't personally relate to her, but I know people that are exactly like her, both like, enlightened and not enlightened mostly not enlightened like i just know some just like older people that are just they just share similar personality traits as her so it was nice seeing that played on screen like normally your protagonist is so good the entire time where this one she really started off as like as the bad guy you know and then it took she had her her own journey throughout all of it which was really interesting and kind of a new take on on this sort of film. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I uh, just seeing her in all her different like lives, the whole like thing was so interesting. Like it was so interesting. Yeah. It is captivating as fuck. I think something else we didn't just mention for overall thoughts though, is like, you cannot tear your eyes away from the screen. Mm-hmm. It is captivating. Everybody's story, the story, Evelyn, you know, and I think like you just saying, oh, Evelyn, all the different faces, all the different lives that we see her go through um, is wild. Yeah. And it's, you can't look away. You're like, I need to understand. I need to see what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Also, just... You know, like, in regards to who she is, I think that um, it's really interesting because it's very normal. Like, mm-hmm. not normal, but we know a lot of working moms. Yeah. Like, they just go, they do their job, they do their taxes, they do what they have to do. And, like, you kind of, like, lose sight of, I think, other things. And we see that with her daughter, with her husband, you know, um, mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a struggle. For yeah, for sure, for right sure. Now. Um, yeah, and she like as soon as she gets into the first new, you know, like multiverse version of herself, and she realizes like what all is out there, you can tell she immediately. I think one of the first ones that she actually is successfully able to see is the one where she is um the martial artist, which is famous, and mm-hmm. and she tells Waymond like you should have seen it. You should have seen what my life would have been like without you. Like it would have been amazing. Um, you know, and it's like, I think at that moment she gets so greedy for something else. And you can tell that like, cause in the beginning, obviously what she's living is not like a great life. That's uh, it's obvious, but we don't know how unsatisfied she actually is with it until she sees something that she thinks is better. Um, Mm -hmm. and so it's like, then you like it's just like oh duh like everything that she's doing at back at home is just and this life is so monotonous and like that's relatable it's so easy to get caught up in your own like just that own routine and then waking up one day and saying like what the fuck happened to all that time like and Mm -hmm. what did I do with myself during that like Mm -hmm. you know and I think that you know we start to see when we're getting flashbacks of like when her and Waymond first came you know to the United States and like basically they haven't really grown from that point. They got the laundromat and then they plateaued. Right? right. So, um, so yeah, she's relatable in that sense, but that's also where she like in the beginning she was mean, but then she like at this point of the, you know, her seeing the martial artist life, 
Um, she gets like even worse there for a bit, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then she finally starts to understand like what the re- you know her reasoning for ha- wanting to do this. And I think I think it's when she realizes that Joy is actually the villain, right? right. In this in this universe. Right. So, right. and um, speaking of Waymond and Joy, you know, Waymond is the husband and Joy mm-hmm. is the daughter, which we'll get into a little bit of them too. Yeah. Um and then we'll kind of get into the plot and themes of the movie. Yeah. I actually think if you don't have anything to add with Evelyn right now, we'll talk about her a lot more throughout the plot. Yeah, so. no. We can move right into Waymond, uh who <laughs> I think is just the sweetest little baby. Yeah. Oh god, he's He's a sweetheart. Like, I, that's, like, the only word that I can think of to describe his character. I'm like, oh, you're just in it. Mm-hmm. And you're also doing, like, the thing that you think you're supposed to do as, like, a husband. Which mm-hmm. is the right thing. He's he's doing the right thing. Just living his life. And, mm-hmm. you know, trying to help his wife with taxes. And trying to be nice to the tax lady by bringing cookies every time they have mm-hmm. a fucking appointment with her. Because he knows. Like, that softens people up. You know, and like his wife is not the type. So who who's going to be? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a clear opposites attract here. Yeah. Um, with these two. He I just want to say shout out. Um, This is the same actor that played Data in The, in the Goonies. Um, And I love that movie. And he was my favorite in that, too. And it's like he there were so many similar characteristics from that character in The Goonies to this one. Um. Mm. But he, uh, yeah, I I loved him um, in this. I loved Alpha Waymond as, as much as oh, I loved Real Waymond. Me too. Um, yeah, he's he's great, and it's actually like was, you know, it was a little like because we jumped into the story really really fast, right? Like it, there was hardly any setup. They gave us as much context as we needed, and then they give us content and you know in context mm-hmm. throughout, right? Because we see flashbacks and things like that. Um, but it almost immediately starts with the, there being divorce papers from him. Um, yes. so it's like, like, but then you see him and how sweet he is. And I'm like, God, it must've been awful having to come to that decision for him. Of course. You know? Of course. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we see that like, not only are they being audited by the IRS, but they're having some marital problems. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we can see with how sweet Waymond is that he's probably, it's taken him a long time to get there. He's probably been feeling that way and probably didn't want to have to do this, but he's like at a point where he's like, my hands are up. I don't Mm -hmm. know what to do, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So yeah, it's, it's sad, but I think again, relatable, like people do go through this Mm -hmm. and that is, it's sad, but it's beautiful mm-hmm. at the same time. Like, oh, just it is. Put it on screen like this. I'm like, God, you know, people can, they know this feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think that that was one of the more relatable things too in this movie. Like, there were a lot of things that were relatable with this specifically, their issues, his reasoning, her, like, having no idea, you know, and just being, like, completely blindsided by it. It's like, well, of course you would be, but, like, that ha- that kind of situation happens so often um, in relationships and marriages. But, yeah, I uh, – that was a big indicator. I remember watching it for the first time, and I was like, whoa, okay, like, shit's really not good, you know, here. Yeah. Like, it, just, yeah. it doesn't seem good, but that, like, seeing that he was – he was the one that was filing from, for divorce, I was like – wow, okay, like this, it's the biggest indicator. Um, 
So, yeah, but, like, him throughout was... I just want to say, he's fucking hilarious. Every time he screams, oh like, God. when... It was, I think it was Alpha Waymond, and there it's right after they get in a fight with everybody in the tax office, and it's him and Evelyn in like the closet or something, the janitorial mm-hmm. closet. And um, he's like, Oh, we got to go out there, we got to blend in. And he just opens the door and screams and runs. <laughs> and, like, yes. it was so fucking funny. Yes. Yeah, to like blend in. Oh, God, love that. That yeah. was really funny. He was very, very funny throughout the movie. Um, I think there's another scene where they're in the laundromat. I think it's at the party where he's dancing with the guy that like complimented her perfume because it reminded him of his late wife's. Mm-hmm. And they're doing the dance that's on the screen. Like the, yeah. I think it's the Bollywood movie. I don't know if it's Bollywood. It kind of reminds me of that though because mm-hmm. of the costume that they're showing. But um, that was funny as fuck. I was like, why do you know the dance moves to yeah. this movie? Like, it's the only movie that ever plays in there. Probably, but still <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I loved it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was he was so great. Um, yeah, yeah. He had some, like, one-liners that just were really, really great. Uh, yeah. He was fantastic throughout. And then I also just want to say, like, shout out to the acting of this because of how polar opposite Alpha Wayman and the other and, and real Wayman were. regular Waymans, yeah. Yeah. Um, so different. So like him being able to snap in and out and us being able to immediately register this is Alpha Wayman now, like mm-hmm. was really, really well done. Really well yeah, done. Yeah, and I, I want to say I think I really appreciate that. And I think, you know, I'm speaking for both of us as very chronological people and being able to differentiate things especially in time or a state of being Mm -hmm. I felt very appreciative I was like oh thank thank goodness like that I was able to tell who this was like there was never a doubt in my mind Mm -hmm. and that is a testament to the acting yeah yeah you know especially because like you know when you're going through different universes and different time frames and stuff like that like usually for me, I fucking almost always hate a Christopher Nolan movie because I can't stand time jumping. Um, and I think really the only movie I've ever like truly, truly uh, enjoyed of his and like love is Inception. But that's less yeah. time jumpy and more just world jumpy. So I think it just makes yeah. more sense to me because it's a it's a immediately like you can tell the difference whereas like with this movie i didn't feel confused at all i had no questions and maybe if i did have questions like that popped in my head the first time i watched it i didn't even care about the questions because it was so fucking entertaining and i was like i'm just on this for the ride and i'm just gonna see where it goes right but like i did i wasn't questioning anything um and that is really big for something that's taking you to so many different places so quickly yes yeah. Yes, and I'm sure that was probably a discussion in the writers room like we need to make sure because this is a this is chaotic already, mm-hmm. you know, like we want to make sure that there are some things that are very clear cut or we're going to lose our audience. Yeah. You know, so I appreciate everybody, the acting, the producers, like they did a really good job as like a team, like good great fucking work, guys. Great yeah. fucking work. Yeah. So, um okay, let's talk about Joy/Joku Tabaki. Yes. So Joy, the daughter, she is not a teenager, but she's a young adult. I'd say she's about college age, between yeah. like 21 and 25. Um, like, and yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, even then, you know, not to be ageist, but even then, like you're a young adult, you're a young person, you're figuring your shit out and you're probably, I think, you know, again, we are two white women, so I cannot speak on this, but I I think like, um, we can understand that like people do come from more traditional families and backgrounds. So to me, this felt kind of like a late teen angst Mm -hmm. for joy, like kind of what she's going through with wanting her mom to accept. Well, I don't think that the mom doesn't accept her being gay. I just think that like, she, she doesn't like fully accept it. Like her language around it is kind of shitty um I think she's very worried about her own father, the mm. grandfather not accepting cuz they're you know, it's like traditional and shit. Yeah, yeah. So like I think that was probably the only thing that was really like stopping her from being like, yeah, Joy, like I don't give a fuck about yeah. your sexuality. Like you're still my daughter. Like mm. I'm always going to love you and be here. Um but yeah, like Joy it it felt like a latent teen angst moment and maybe i think it might because of how like traditional their family what might may have been you know like it it didn't surface in high school like that yeah well i mean i think that you know and it kind of she talks about it and it did like start in high school but there was a lot that she was dealing with it, it, i feel like the reason why it feels like angst is because of how she's acting about it yeah you know? well, especially jogu yeah, exactly Jobu. that that's angsty. she's very angsty yeah so that might be why we like why that's what it looks like because of how she's responding to this you know depression and sadness and whatever mm-hmm. but like she a regular like regular joy is clearly depressed uh the girl yes. is not is not happy and um yeah so I agree. I think that there, you know, they had a moment where they were talking about, um, you know, like Joy dropping out of college and not really having a direction in her life and, and all these things and and how that relates to Evelyn and how Eve- Evelyn did the same thing. Her dad said the same thing to her. Like, you never commit mm-hmm. to anything, you know, et cetera. So when we see that Joy can finally or that Evelyn can finally see that Joy is kind of repeating the same mistakes as her and like the mm-hmm. lack mm-hmm. of follow through and, you know, isn't really, doesn't really have like, um, like, like passion about certain things in life, you know? Um, and I sure. think that, you know, there is like, I think that that was one of the really beautiful storylines of this whole thing. Um, it was the main storyline of the whole thing I would say, but is like them finally coming to an understanding that they're more similar than they thought and they have more in common mm-hmm. than they thought. Um, and that life could be more than what they think that it is, right? And then you think right. about, like, the household that Joy grew up in. She grew up in the same way. You know, she grew up, mm-hmm. she's her mother's daughter, and saw her parents just struggle paycheck to paycheck, you know, with a laundromat that's, like, barely operating, you know, no kind of growth, yeah. no ambition. Um, yeah. So, you know, she kind of is following those footsteps, too. But then I also want to say, like, as... um I don't know if, like, the uh, – because it didn't really say that, like, Evelyn had high intentions for Joy or expectations of her. But Joy being mm-hmm. a first-generation American, it always 
almost always comes from stipulations like that. Like your parents yeah. expect you because they worked so hard to get over, get over to the States or get over to wherever they, they migrated yeah. that, you know, their children would be the doctors and the lawyers and especially with Asian households. And I know I'm a white person mm-hmm. saying this, but I like, you know, it's just, it is true. If you ask anybody that's from Asia or Southeast Asia, um, a lot yeah. of times that their families have just really high expectations. So there's that weighing on it you know, on joy too. And that kind of pressure on any person can lead them, you know, to, to where she is. So, and I think that is such a great point because we learn in the movie that alpha Evelyn, which I don't think they say that, but that's what I'm going to call her Mm -hmm. because she's from the alpha verse. She pushes her daughter so far in that universe that it basically fucking breaks her. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, I think that is like such a silver lining for what you are saying, you know, and I do think that this happens in all kinds of families, but we do see it a lot in Asian families, mm-hmm. um, especially with first generation kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think even, you know, as like, white people, sure, like this, it's probably not like our space, but we there are things that we see and know i mean like i hate to say like oh this is why there are stereotypes but you know we've seen it in shows and movies and shit like we see that Mm -hmm. like a really just smart asian person yeah always yeah and i think that you know i'm happy that they kind of you know they used a lot of um asian american or like asian film tropes you know with a lot of like the martial arts Mm. and things like that Um, But Mm -hmm. I'm happy that they didn't really emphasize. This is just me saying this is what I've seen in my life. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, that is likely just you can assume that this is also a thing that's going on in their family. But I'm happy that they didn't actually say Evelyn wants Joy to be a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, whatever. Like, they didn't actually say that. Um, And I'm happy Mm -hmm. because it is a stereotype that we need to, like, flush. Like, even though we're talking about it even Mm -hmm. though it's something that like is very common it's not really something that like i think needs to be in film or needs to be said or needs to Mm -hmm. like it like it shouldn't all be about that you know yeah and i think what's so nice nicely done about this movie is that they don't say it it is interpreted you know Mm -hmm. like you don't it's in between the lines and it's not what the whole movie is about but there is definitely a stroke of that oh yeah i mean especially with you know yeah especially with evelyn and her father and like one of the big themes Mm -hmm. that i noticed in this was just the generational and like what millennials call it is generational trauma right that's just what i'm gonna call it right now but um you know with her father saying like oh if you're leaving home like you better not you know you better make it because you're not you know you're not coming back um, with Evelyn lying to her dad about even going to the IRS play, you know, place and saying we're expanding, not we're getting audited. Like she is, she wants to prove herself to him, and and the only way that she knows how to do that is to be successful, right? So, right. so it's almost like it's the same exact thing on on that. But I'm mm-hmm. I'm happy that those are just we're catching those things in dialogue, and it's not just something that's said, right? Because honestly, yes. I'm just it's, it, yeah, um, yeah, it's contextual for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, with Joy uh, slash Joby Tabaki, definitely makes sense why she is the way that she is, and I think that like the mm-hmm. journey of seeing her heal was beautiful. 
Um, yeah, it was gorgeous. God, the rocks scene. Oh my God, it gets me yeah. every single time. And it's not just that. I mean, Evelyn and Waymond, that whole situation buttoning itself up was mm-hmm. just painful and beautiful and amazing. And oh, yeah. all of it was so good. Yeah. I just want to say, uh, we're going to talk about favorite scenes later, but I just want to say it on the point of... Um, while we're talking about the characters and their relation, but my favorite scene with Wayman and um, Evelyn and Maddie knows this because last night is when I started absolutely blubbering. Fucking but, sobbing. Uh, <laughs> Audibly, baby. Yeah. Um, it, it's where the they're tying up the where Evelyn is in the universe where she's famous and she in the beginning of the movie thinks that she's the one that made it so big without Wayman and then she realizes that he's actually successful in it too so there's like a little like smile mm-hmm. bit in that like look at him go like mm-hmm. and but just there is a conversation that they're having in the alley and he oh god it was just so beautiful and then he says you know I like I would have loved a laundromat or something. He says something like that. Yeah, it, a normal life. Oh God. Yeah. It kills me. It absolutely yeah. guts me every Honestly, time. I've seen this movie four times. Fucking hard. Yeah. Oh, God. I've seen this movie four times and every single time I just can't help myself. Every And I know it's yes. Fun. Yes. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I mean, it's, there are some really poignant parts in this movie that I think every time, like it's, just gonna get you mm-hmm. it's gonna get you god and just um, like uh, the momentum of this movie was incredible in that way because it's like it is just the ending sequence the all at once sequence mm-hmm. it's just building and building and building on one thing after another after another and like one universe and another universe and one relationship and another and it's just all and you're just like huh, huh, like I couldn't even like keep my breath like I couldn't like it was because it's just every single thing and then the yeah and oh god it was it's incredible it's incredible fucking bravo to these guys jeez yes yes um by the way just quickly on joy and jobu so jobu just to kind of clarify is it's joy but she's like the this is what alpha evelyn created Mm-hmm. is you know fucking jobu so jobu is like she can jump to any multiverse and like basically use any um i don't want to call them powers but like you can inhabit any version of you from another universe mm-hmm. like whatever your abilities are mm-hmm. like if you're a chef or if you're a kung fu artist so she can do it without having to do any random acts or charge up her earpiece or whatever the fuck. Uh, Which is, so, you know, I think just like clarifying who Jobu is, Mm -hmm. it's weird. She is the antagonist, but I felt like for me, there was no antagonist in this movie. Yeah. This movie to me was about understanding. Yes. And acceptance and working to, always just like un- try to understand your loved ones even if it takes time yeah yes i agree um i just want to throw in a really quick uh note here that's really funny uh well it's funny to me i don't even know if it'll be funny to anybody else but whatever <laughs> uh so the everything bagel right oh so my God, at, yes. at my job literally this was discussed like a week before this movie came out and i saw it 
Um, so we have these things on Tuesdays called everything bagel meetings. And it's just something my boss comes up with just random, like he just random names for things because he thinks that, you know, when you name things randomly, people don't forget it. And, you know, but it's like everything bagel meetings, meaning like everyone in my company meets together. So it's like all the seasoning is there. Right. So, yeah. So then this movie comes out and everything, the everything bagel and this is fucking horrible. Right. It's like, (laughs) it's like the end of the world. And I'm just like, oh my God, of course I have meetings called the same thing. Of course. And that's probably how the meetings feel. You're like, oh fuck, what is he going to call out today? Sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's actually that's hilarious funny little i love that how is i hate that for you but i love it as a story god it's just because i'm like did my boss write this movie with his randomness and like the randomness that is everything bagel like (laughs) yes 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 oh my god i love that like what a what a circle for you yeah like Yeah, it. and I'm telling you, the meeting started one week before I saw this movie, and That's I was so like, oh, "This is a bad sign. This is a bad this sign." Bad omens. <laughs> um, oh. yeah. Okay, actually, uh, what is your since Joey Tabaki is just the most iconic character I've seen? What was your favorite scene with her? Like, you mean like looks? Looks, or I would say actions, because mine is based okay. On okay, so I'll, I'll do both because the looks were fucking iconic. This wasn't even my favorite one. I mean, I loved all of them, but I think my favorite makeup look. Um, I like the one that you did, the pink one, but I really like the pearls when they're in the white hall. Mm-hmm. I think it's something about the hair too, and maybe the fit that like it. It feels heavenly. It feels angelic. It kind of, which is so ironic know. because it's not at all. I know it's, it's not. It's <laughs> not. It's bad, and that's another like a, such a juxtaposition, right? They did juxtaposing so fucking well in this movie. So I think like that maybe has to do with why I love that look so much too. I'm like, oh, like this is giving me an aesthetic feeling mm. that I shouldn't be feeling. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that is like that's a crazy thing to like who try to like moralize with, you know, you're mm-hmm. like, Oh fuck. Like I shouldn't be feeling good. should be feeling bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I really love that look. And I think favorite action. I, and for me, because it was the most shocking is the dildos, man. I was not expecting that. <laughs> and I was, I was, it was funny, but I was also like, this is gross. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, um, I thought it was hilarious. Um, we were talking about, and we'll talk about this later when we're talking about like our favorite overall scenes and, you know, favorite moments. Um, but I thought the dildos and the butt plugs were hilarious and yeah. Maddie actually found them like, well, I thought it was very funny, but I, it really shocked me. I was taken aback it, for like a millisecond. I was like, oh my God, like, are they really going for this yeah. right now? <laughs> You know, I haven't seen a, a, a movie in a long time that did something so extreme crazy. and yeah, it was so striking. Just yeah, so visually, they were like, oh my big god, dildos too. Those things were big suckers. That's what I'm saying. And they were it's veiny not like, as well. Yes, it wasn't <laughs> like just a, your average dildo in your fucking underwear drawer. You know what I mean? <laughs> like in your fucking nightstands. Like this is like some. You have a dungeon mm-hmm. somewhere, mm-hmm. and you have a collection of stuff. Yeah, 
if you have these dildos which no fucking hate but like i you know i haven't seen i don't have one yeah that was never the kind that i had yeah um so my favorite i'll start with my favorite action because i just can't get it out of my head but it's the same scene as the dildo scene but the Mm -hmm. moment is where she turns one of the security guards into a female dancer, just the iconic oh with the bananas on the head. Yes. And he's like the dancing and thing. his face, he has no idea what's going. Like he's scared shitless. He can't control himself, yeah. but he's, yeah. he's fucking salsaing. Yes. And then um, directly after that, I forget how she kills or how she, I don't know how she kills that guy. Um, how she unalives that guy. I don't even know if we can say kill um, on YouTube, <laughs> but um <laughs> Uh, then immediately after she like Rey Mysterio like wrestles with the guy oh, and like yes. drops him on his head. It was hilarious. The funnest yeah. shit. Um, so yeah, just that whole hallway scene is my favorite with her, I think. But then yeah. my favorite. I did fa- really like the throw up glitter too. And then the head oh, that popping. Was good. Yes. I loved that. Yeah. It was all just so random and amazing. <laughs> Um, and then my favorite look, I can picture it, but I don't know how well I can describe it, but she only wears it for a split second. This is my favorite, like, like fit look, but it's when she's in the alpha verse and, um, Waymond realizes that she's like in front of the car that they're driving in and it's like green, lime green feathers and it's the puffer. Yes. It's like, and it's just so like. Oh my gosh. Camp. What are those? It's just so camp. This whole movie is so camp. Um, you know what it reminds me of is those, you know, the flowers that you make a wish? You know, when you yes, like dandelions. Mm-hmm. Dandelions. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I couldn't think of it. Um, that's kind of what it reminded me of. Yeah. It was just yeah. giving, um, <clears throat> God, it was just giving lime green Corella Deville, like just with the little, mm-hmm. you know, actually what it was giving me? Hold on. There is in the movie Josie and the Pussycats, um, the female that that her tooth comes out. She's wearing a dress to a party that they're throwing, and it's just got these fucking pointy feathers that are sticking out of all of it. And they're so annoying, and they keep like hitting people, and like that's what it reminded me of. But like a more practical way. Yes. Yeah. I cannot believe you actually did just describe describe that really well because I haven't seen Josie and the Pussycats in forever and I was like I'm about to Google this and I was about to and then I remembered yes. with the pokey dress. Yes, it was the pokey dress. Wow. So it just it gave me yeah. like flashback, but just like high fashion. It was fucking incredible. Yeah, that makeup, times a million. Yes, but Love my favorite that. makeup look was the Picasso. That was because I have like where she is oh, her yeah eye, like, where it's like yeah. yes yeah. Um, because I have studied that look. I have pictures of it on my phone because I'm like, how the fuck did they do this? Like to make my eyes go like, like I felt like I was going cross-eyed looking at her. Yeah. Um, I also really did like that all black kind of steampunky. Oh yeah. Like the guy. It was only wore that for a short time. Yeah. It was, um, what was it? It was like Sailor Moon. Oh, we've got the Sailor Moon. Yes. Times fucking Wednesday Adams. Yes. And I really loved that. Yeah. And she had the little heart on her cheek. Yeah. Yeah. So cute. It was very cute. Oh, by the way, hold on. Just talking about Joy for a second. Her scene kid 
flashback with Evelyn where she's yelling. It's like one of the flashbacks oh, that Evelyn has of them God, fighting yes. and she's got the the hair. The and side bang. Oh God, yeah. Oh. Yeah, we love we love an early 2000s fucking side bang swoop, baby. Mm-hmm. If I grow my hair out again, I will, but I probably will do a side bang because that's all I know. Yep, exactly. That's literally, it, before my hair was short, it was side bangs. Yep. And when I grew my bangs out, it was a side part. Yes. <laughs> and all you little Gen Zers that are going to come for me and be like, middle part, fuck you. I look bad with the middle part. Yes. Don't tell me to do it. Um. Yes. So uh, shout out to Shirley Karata, who is the costume designer on this, because she did fucking incredible. And I yes. really, really hope she wins the Oscar. Because not enough Asians do, and I want this movie to win for everything that I can, but I don't think it's going to win for Best Actor or Best Actress, unfortunately. Um, Which is crazy, because honestly, Evelyn, I don't know the actor, the actress's name, but she was, God, she was wonderful. Yeah, she was. I really enjoyed her acting in this. I think that she will get beat out by Kate Blanchett for Tar, and that's only because uh, I actually haven't even seen the movie yet, but everyone... And I'm talking about, like, fucking everyone across Hollywood and beyond is talking about how incredible that movie is. Um, mm. And she, it's, like, a solo, like, it's more of, like, a, I don't know, it's a drama. So I, I'm really putting, like, my mm. eggs in that basket that that Kate Blanchett will probably win over Michelle. But, um, yeah, well, but I'm hoping wrong. that, you know, there are a lot of uh, Asian people that have worked on this cast. So even if they can just bump up those Oscars a little bit with the other categories like costume and mm-hmm. like, you know, sound like soundtrack and Speaking all of that. Of other categories. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed the special effects. Oh, and, yes. You know, yeah. you mentioning that last night, I like literally forgot it was an indie film because the special effects for me were, I thought they were fucking great. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not a film buff and I've, I did a little bit of like reading and listening to people talk about this. Um, and I did hear somebody say that like they felt like some of the, like edits were kind of homemade, but it was very charming. Like kind of like the um, like the raccoon, you know, it wasn't realistic. No, but it, it wasn't, wasn't supposed to be. To be. Right, they exactly. Made it realistic, but it was supposed to look stupid. Right, and yeah, yeah. Was, because this movie is supposed to be kind of dumb. Well, not the movie, but like they pulled a lot of ridiculous, dumb things mm-hmm. to like even at, which again I think is so clever. I'm like, you can still say something by pulling in ridiculous and dumb things. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I I really enjoyed the special effects. I I yeah. completely forgot that we were watching an indie film. Yeah, like great fucking work. So I hope they win something for that. Yeah, I, I, I would great. say special effects for sure. Out of everything that I've seen, <clears throat> and Oscar season isn't over yet, but um, so I'm not sure what's going to come out. But I would say like Avatar is obviously a contender, but like. I really want this to win over that. Avatar? For, yeah, Avatar, the new Avatar movie. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I went Fire Nation on you, okay? <laughs> I thought you... I, I was like, what? They made a fucking airbending? A new one? Oh, I didn't, God. I, yeah, no. Avatar, the fucking... 
the blue people. The blue people, yes. The blue people. Um, <laughs> oh my god, you kind of look like I'm Avatar. Oh my god, but no, not but the firebending kind. What? But not the firebending kind. No, no, but you can um, shape your little bangs into a. Oh, that points to your third googly eye. <laughs> the energy going into my hair and my brain. <laughs> oh my gosh, amazing. Um All right, in the next in ten more years, Avatar, I'm fucking ready for you. <laughs> Casting your girl. <laughs> oh oh gosh. Yes. Okay. So yeah, anyways, uh let's get into some some plot themes. Yes. Um, and I think you should start with this one because I thought you spoke about it really well last yeah. night. Um, um, yeah. So one of them. I mean, I'll add, but. Yeah, one of them. You know, being just the immigrant story. Um, so Waymond and um, Evelyn. You know, even just deciding to leave home from China and going to the United States to try to make it big. Uh, I think that's a huge, you know, was a huge part and like a backstory thing for all of this that set all of this emotion, you know, where they are now. Um, And then we talked a little bit about, you know, Joy being um, first generation American. Um, So, yeah, I think that that's just a big underlying theme throughout the whole thing. And then also just like the way I just want to say, like, even just like Chinese or American Chinese, like all of the things that they pulled in, I felt like almost like paid like homage to a lot of things that we see in Chinese film. And it's something that mm-hmm. I think is like, you know, we've said it before, but like, just, I feel like under represented, Jesus, I don't know why I couldn't get that out. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> underrepresented just both like both in film in tv in all things yes. pop culture that we see and then also in like in you know the oscars themselves like i was looking it up last night because i was just curious and trying mm-hmm. to kind of guess where the awards would go because this movie has to win some things because it was so incredible mm-hmm. um and just unlike anything that's ever been made before and um it's only point three percent of oscar winners of all time have been asian um that's you know and they, sorry that's but, a bad word but like that's so shitty yeah it's yeah it's crazy and then it's just like it, they are i believe the lowest in terms of um you know marginalized groups or you know other ethnicities outside of white so it's yeah it's just crazy and i think that like this movie coming up there being an asian director on the movie um you know it's it's going to be a huge talking point come like oscar season when we see who's nominated um like you i know, know it'll get nominated for a lot i just want them to win a lot that too. statistic really made that just like made me so sad because i'm just thinking like of any Asian that I can think of in film. And I think a huge one, the immediate one that came to my mind is Jackie Chan, mm-hmm. you know, fucking loved a lot of movies that he's done. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was definitely a Jackie Chan kid. Like I loved him growing up and like, I just had a thought where I'm like, stop keeping these Asians away from me. You <laughs> fucking Oscar assholes. Yeah. Like, 
Well, and it's and you not, know, it's, it's you really know that, like I love Asian culture. It's yeah, and I think that you know it's an Oscar problem and it's a movie problem. It's you know it, yeah. really talented Asian people aren't getting casted in these roles, right? And look, this is not new, right? Like we're not no, discovering this. Like, I've, yeah. I've definitely known like that this was a topic, you know, and it's been around for a few years. There's been a lot more language around these issues mm-hmm. for the past few years, which I think is fucking awesome. And, you know, like we're, you know, I'm in my thirties now, you're still in your twenties, but I'm just like, when I was a kid, I, pr- I think we probably both had the thought, like, why don't we see m- more of these people, especially cause we see them in our lives. Yeah. You know, we're like, oh, like, what up? How come I'm not seeing you? I've definitely had that thought as a kid. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, why don't I see more? You know, but I was a kid then. So, like, I couldn't mobilize. Yeah. And be like, yo, everybody, we need to fucking, you know, like, yeah. cancel the Oscars. Well, yeah, exactly. And I think that, like, even outside of, like, you know, our um, experience with it, because I remember I didn't really think like that until, like, I was older not like adult, but like, I just never even thought because I'm a white person, Mm -hmm. I'm seeing white people on there, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was one of the people that I didn't have those thoughts when I was younger. I didn't really know, like, Mm -hmm. that there was anything that was going like anything that was wrong. And like, I, you know, regretfully admit that, but, you know, it is what it is. But I think that, um, you know, it's just like the this thing about like, okay, if if you have that thought, then like, what do little kids that are Asian, little kids that are black and brown 100%. have? Like, and the yeah. thing is, is like, what's so important about these movies, and why? Like, I'm happy that it's not. It's inherently known. This is, uh, you know, uh, like, an it's not an Asian film, but it's it's got a lot of Asian um, underlines and and full Asian cast mm-hmm. and Asian director and mm-hmm. etc. Um, but it's talked about like a film and I'm happy about that because yes. it, it shouldn't just be like put into a box of it being an Asian American film. Yes. But then also and- like the representation that this movie is giving being so big, being so big in the box office, like yes. hopefully like flooded with awards because it's that yes. good, you know, it's like this, it's just really probably so monumental to so many people. You know. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I think that's such a great point. Like as as soon as I felt those things for me as uh, this, you know, like I don't want to say this movie wasn't made for me, but on the theme and topic that we're talking about, like it was not made for me, but it still affected me so deeply and mm-hmm. I immediately thought I was like, "Oh my gosh, for anyone who is being represented by this theme mm-hmm. is probably feeling overwhelming emotions of joy of sadness of grief of relatability Mm -hmm. like it was really all-encompassing and yeah I I really I thought of that right away I was like oh my god like this must just be so good for people yeah you know that are like of this descent to see yeah I am very happy that a24 they that they did this I, i'm not sure how it goes but normally you get a script a director is hired for it and then either the director comes before the production company or after it's always whatever but a24 picked yeah. it up at some point and i'm very happy that they did 
um, because mm-hmm. they might have been, I mean, they might have brought this to Warner Brothers. They might have bought this to search. Like, they probably minute. did. And, and, you know, they all turned it down. And A24 being my favorite production company, um, you know, I'm just, I'm happy that they got their stamp on this too. And they were the ones that were like, mm-hmm. yep, we believed in it. We knew it. You know, um, mm-hmm. we were, and that's why it's considered an indie film because A24 is an indie um, production company. So very happy about that. Also very happy that both of these uh, directors went to school in Boston. So, oh shit! Yep. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, um, yes, something... Massachusetts boys. Hell yeah! And something else that I shared with you, and I learned from another podcast, and I'm so sorry, I would shout them out, but I fucking forgot the name of the podcast. Um. I learned that these guys were in music videos before they did this, like, this film. And mm-hmm. I think that's really fucking cool. I love, you know, I think you also did too, but I loved music videos oh, yeah, growing up. I still up. do. I think all millennials did. It's I, still fucking- I still do. I still do. Yeah. Yes. You know, um, so, like, to see that and to, to know that and to think about that more from this like from music video transition to this movie, it is kind of telling. I'm like, oh, I can see music video elements. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially like when you think about, and like this was another just like layer of their genius, but like you think about this is they're putting out a movie and it must be terrifying to put out a movie in the age of instant gratification, right? Like how do you keep people's eyes on the screen? And when I tell you that like I put this movie on when I was at my mom's for Christmas and it was – my sister, my sister's fiance, and my mom, and they all, as soon as they got one glimpse of it, I put it on for myself, but they, I ended up actually falling asleep. Don't. Oh, God. Um, I was so tired, but uh, they all, like, did not move. Like, they were, so it's like, you have two generations of people there, right? Totally different age groups, and then me, myself, being younger than my sister, and it's like, and then this movie is not only attracting, like, people that are our age and older, like older adults or like young to older adults, but it's, it's attracting younger kids too. And like, it literally keeps your attention the entire time. And this is a long movie. I mean, it's two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. So like it, and that's, that's long for a movie. Normally, like that's the kind of movie that I'm like, ah, it's too late. I'm not going to put that one on because you know, I'll fall asleep. But um, yeah, this movie, it's like, you cannot look away from it. Every time you watch it, you are just stuck on it. Which is just, it's crazy to have that level of, like, momentum and chaos going on, but still have such a beautiful story within that. It's, like, it's layered. It's, like, uh, it's got it so layered. And it's, gosh, hats off to you guys. They just, they fucking killed this one, man. Oh, I'm so excited to see what else they put out. Like I am, too. I am too. This was such a good, I don't know, like teaser in a sense. Yeah. It was like, oh, we just did this, which, you know, I feel a little bit bad because they probably know like that expectations are very high. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is daunting. So, you know, like I am rooting for them, but my expectations are a little bit high. Yeah, they are. Because I'm like, that was so fucking incredible. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you... You know, like, how do you top that shit? Yeah, yeah. You gotta figure out a way to do it because we're expecting something great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I believe that they wrote no it, pressure. too. I know, I believe <laughs> that they wrote it, too. So that is just a whole nother, like, level of, like, talent added mm-hmm. onto it because a lot of times the director is not the writer. 
um, and they just um, get us. Are, sorry, I don't. I haven't looked either of them up. Are they? Are either of them like of Asian descent? Yeah, I would assume. Yeah, one of them. I believe. Okay. I know he's Asian. Um, Daniel Kwan. He's Asian. Okay. I don't know if he's Chinese, though. This movie is about oh, right. a Chinese family. But yeah, so I don't know exactly where he's from. But he one of okay. them is Asian. The other one is white. Yeah. And they met each so, other in college. The, the reason I asked is because, like, you know, it this feels super intimate. Yeah. The story, it just feels so personal. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, I know this story without seeing this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Um, I think that, like, this is probably something that he worked on for a long time. Yeah, you know, and probably drew a lot from his own personal experiences. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about the other plot themes. Uh, the mom and daughter plot te- theme. Do you want to talk about that with Evelyn and Joy? Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, <clears throat> they're kind of in a struggle with under... Well, I... Evelyn is in a struggle with understanding her daughter fully. Mm. I don't think that she's angry with her daughter for being gay. Like, I think she accepts her, but to an extent. And, you know, we mentioned it earlier. I think it has a lot to do with her own father. Um, And, you know, coming from that traditional background, she was probably nervous to be like, hey, Joy is gay. You know, I already left China and, like, you kind of disowned me, you know, like, there's a lot of baggage there, mm-hmm. um, but it's really a beautiful work through through the whole movie mm-hmm. on getting to understand joy. And, you know, it's like, it's kind of two part in the end. Like, I think that Evelyn thinks that the way to solve it is to get joy and to get joy's girlfriend shout out becky we haven't mentioned her yet but what a sweet baby she was literally she had she wasn't a huge impact in the movie but like she was such an angel in all of the little parts that i just i love becky for joy love her um but you know she thinks evelyn thinks that like the solution is to you know be like hey dad this is my fucking daughter Mm -hmm. and this is her fucking girlfriend and like we're having a great life, mm-hmm. you know, and like you're still gonna be my dad and whatever. Like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Mm-hmm. But Joy is still like that didn't do it. You know, that didn't fix it mm-hmm. all the way. Like she still stormed out and was like, bitch, you don't get it. Um, and they they kind of have like a conversation, uh, you know, like that's a little more in depth about how joy is feeling. Um, and I really, really appreciate this because Evelyn gets super real, you know, in, in this conversation. And she also, by the end of it, like, I don't know, it felt very, it felt like a very real and good parenting moment where Mm -hmm. she's like, I don't give a fuck about the good or the bad you are my daughter. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to let go. You're going to tell me get off. I'm not going to go away. You're never like, I'm going to be here for you, whether you fucking like it or not. You could literally stab me Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be here. We're going to address this wound together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so like that was really touching and like, 
you know, I know that a lot of people do not have that relationship with their parents. And, you know, I'm very lucky. I've told you this before, you know, like I've, that has happened to me with my parents where we fought when I was like a teenager and I'm like, don't fucking touch me. And my mom would bear hug me and be like, Madison, I will never let you go. Mm -hmm. And I fucking hated it, but I would always break down and be like, okay, yeah. All right. Yeah. Bitch. Like you, you get, you got me. (laughs) Uh, You win. Yeah. But that's, like we both won really you know so like it felt like such a fucking win Mm. and it was it was a nice two part like it wasn't like solved right in that like it that would have been too easy Mm -hmm. you know so I think that um that journey of acceptance and that journey of like Evelyn being aware like you need to be aware of what the fuck is going on like you can't get so I mean yes we all do we all get sucked into the day today but you know, you have to open your eyes enough to see that, like, your kid is struggling. Your your kid is upset. Your husband is upset. Yeah. Yeah. She you know, was take so a, stuck take in. A time. Yeah. She was yeah. just so stuck in her own shit, you know? And yeah. Um, yeah. I think, and again, relatable. Yeah. We do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Where we, like, neglect the things that actually matter. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, no, I agree with everything that you said. And I think that, like, just something that I mentioned before that I think was a big thing and, like, a huge, like, aha moment. And you wouldn't know this in the beginning. You you only know this through the context and through the experiences that you see. Is that, like, how similar Joy and Evelyn actually are? Um, And how they just aren't communicating. And for for whatever Mm -hmm. reason, they're not able to connect. But then at the end of it, Joy, all she really did need was for Evelyn to be, like, shut up. I love you. And I'm going to be here and roll her little rock ass off that cliff after her. Um, (laughs) Oh God, God, that part. Yeah. And I just, God, I I really loved this fucking movie, man. Like it's, it's specific and it's generally, it's also general. Mm-hmm. Like, it's also general because it is relatable. Um, yep. I don't know. I just, God, that was such a good thing. The mm-hmm. whole, and, uh, you know, just to go on Joy and Evelyn, you know, that's a, that's a parental thing. You know, like, that's, parents go through this with their kids and kids go through this with their parents. You feel misunderstood as fuck mm-hmm. by your parents. You're like, they don't understand me. You know, we all know that. And then, you know, your fucking parents are like, I don't fucking understand this little shit. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, until you do, you know, you have to put in some effort and some time and some work and it's not linear Mm -hmm. and it's not always, you know, in a, in a day, in a night, like Rome wasn't built in a day. It takes time and it takes a little bit of trial and error. And like, I don't think we got a lot of that in this, but I think that in between the lines, we could tell that like, it has been a buildup for some time with yeah. joy. That like, Hey, like, you know, it, it, like I didn't just wake up and felt like so fucking depressed. Yeah. You know? So, um, I think just like for parents, like this is a good message for parents. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, and I, I really appreciated that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, okay. Uh, the other plot themes that we have written down, we touched on a lot of them. But is there anything that you want to add to any of these? Because I think that Um, most of what I was going to say for this bit, I've already said. Yeah, yeah. No, I think we've touched on everything else. But I do want to touch on 
Well, I guess that's the next part. Favorite scenes. Oh, yeah. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Uh, actually, no. You well, say your favorite scenes first, and then I'll... I, I just have a question okay. that's been, like, burning that... Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll get there. And I the reason I want to talk about favorite scenes is because we haven't talked about Deidre that much, and I thought that she was <gasps> such a... Oh, my God! We left her out. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a lot of things that happen that are, like, random. So this is the IRS agent, Deidre, played by... Jamie Lee Curtis, who I didn't even recognize the first time I watched this because she she was so, like, frumpy and weird and, like, I I don't know. She did a great job. She actually scared me. Like scared the fuck out of me. They made her so gross and so scary that I'm, like, another win for the costume department. Like, how incredible to make this gem of a woman. It's true. Truly. So, um, yeah, like, I want to talk about her because she is one of my absolute favorite scene, you know? So, like, I know the fingers, the hot dog fingers world is very weird. And, again, that was another, like, kind of shock value to me. I was like, why is this so weird? But, like, (laughs) also so good. So, you know, there's a couple scenes in the hot dog world where they're, like, you know, she, like, Evelyn's there and she's like, what the fuck? Like, I don't like this. And, like, the way that they have sex is, like, putting the hot dogs in each other's mouths and then it, like, makes ketchup and mustard. Which oh is my funny. God, I didn't even think about that. Yes! That's how they have sex, I believe. I, that, that's my assumption. But I think that's what that means. <laughs> oh, God. So, anyways, um, you know, we see a couple scenes where it's, like, uncomfortable. Evelyn doesn't really get it. But in this alternate reality, Deidre and her are lovers. And in, in their normal reality, she, like, fucking hates her because she's an IRS agent trying to, you know, we all fucking hate her. Well, yeah, and IRS then in the, in the other multiverses, she is trying to kill her. She's the... Exactly. Like, she's on the other side. Yeah. So she's right. scared of so her. She's have- like, what the fuck? Like... Yeah, so we have this one universe where they're they're in love with each other and they're partners and like they have this like little fight and it fucking sucks and we realize that like if you have fingers like that like in a universe like that you actually get real good with your feet. <laughs> Which is so funny and like she comes back after the argument and you know she's like playing the piano with her feet which is like gross but also I loved it. Oh my god, I just, um, like even her feet they made ugly. I know, I know, but, like, that moment of them, like, reconnecting and being, like, I'm, like, they don't even say anything. There's no conversation. They're, they're not, like, oh, I'm sorry for this. Mm-hmm. But you know that, like, there was an apology. There was, like, an air of, I shouldn't have got so angry. Mm-hmm. I love you still. Like, I don't want to not be here with you. Mm-hmm. That moment God, it fucks me up every fucking time. I don't know what it is. And I think, like, again, that juxtaposition of, like, having something be so visually ridiculous, but to still hit that emotional note so clearly and on the head. It, you know, what I just thought of, what I just thought of, too, is that, like, it it almost is, like, an example of... Like, don't, you know, you, gosh, I just thought of this, so I might even not even articulate it correctly or, but like when, you know, like you can still feel something from everything. So like, don't judge before like you give it a chance almost like this movie clearly shows that like as ridiculous, like you just said, as ridiculous as something Mm -hmm. might seem or look 
you can still it can still be big you can still have an emotional right or you can, to it, or you can still empathize with it you know so, yeah or like you can still benefit from it yeah and so i still something. like i'm thinking about it in the way of like um even just with like queerness like so many people judge you know bef- like you know queerness mm-hmm. before but it's like okay have you actually like looked at it though because if you looked at it and you actually saw it then you know you would see that this is love and this is not something exactly. crazy or wrong or you know so that i don't i'm i'm assuming that that was one of the things that they were playing around with but i just thought of that right sure. now like because of you saying that, like the hot dog fingers, yeah. it's so ridiculous, but it almost, right. like, it's proving the point that so you don't have to agree to, with what's happening to be able to, yeah. To understand what it mm-hmm. is. Yes. Oh my God. That actually, I think you explained that really well for you just kind of no, sorting it out right now on the pod. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think, you know, even enforcing that point harder is like, in that moment where they are forgiving each other in the hot dog world, it's when they're at the party and they're discussing, <clears throat> you know, she came, I think it's after she punched her. Yeah. Or, I don't know. I don't There's know. Maybe I'm mixing. Yeah. Okay. And she hit her <clears throat> So they're outside. Head. Yeah. They're outside smoking a cigarette. And like Deidre says to Evelyn, she's like, yeah, like I actually, I'm not that mad. I'm not going to press charges against you because I didn't, you know, like I saw the papers that Wayman served mm-hmm. you <clears throat> for, excuse me, <clears throat> divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, you know, I went through that and I was fucked up about it. Mm-hmm. What did she say that she did? She did something. Oh, she drove her fucking Kia Forte into her neighbor's kitchen. Yeah. Because, you know, she went fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, God, you know, so, like, she was like, I can understand why you're acting out, and I'm not going to come down on you for that. And, like, you know, again, and even in the normal world of, like, I hate this bitch because she's auditing me, and, like, it's so confusing, and it's been so hard, and, like, it's just, like, not an easy process. They still could find a moment mm-hmm. where they can understand. Yeah, and Evelyn having this experience knowing her in other universes not that that really has anything to do with her in this one but she her response to that is like you know i I don't know exactly what she says but like you're worthy of being loved you know and she like she tells her that and it's because that's what she needed to know in these other worlds and like i also just love gosh we should have put this on as a whole topic because there is they have a lot of history throughout this movie there's a lot going on with them because like even one of my favorite moments every moment is my favorite moment it's so hard because i keep remembering things and i'm like oh my god i forgot that i loved that when um evelyn has to tell her she loves her yeah and she's just like there's just one very like when she says it for the first time she's like I love you. And then click. And then she ends up in the wrong universe. And like, it's just, it's just so funny seeing these two people like on opposite sides, both like fighting each other and then loving each other and then becoming Mm -hmm. actual friends. And, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was beautiful. Their whole arc was so, was so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to, mention that because I really loved that scene um the absolute most mm-hmm. I probably have some other scenes that I really liked but that one in particular was just so 
I don't know, maybe that's what it is, like the ridiculousness of it all, but still being able to see clearly what the fuck it was. Mm. Like I didn't, like I could see through all of the fluff and the theatrics and everything to see that these people are in love. Yeah, yeah. And that is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know, God, they, those two had such good chemistry on screen too. Like in all ways, just like, being scary and being scared, you know, even the fighting yeah. scenes were great. Um, yeah. yeah. So my favorite scene already mentioned it, but it's the rock scene. Um, and I forgot how long, cause it's been a while since I've actually watched the movie through. I've seen it so many times already, but it's been like, it's been a few months since I've actually watched it. And so I forgot how that scene is pieced out over different, mm-hmm. just like most of it is everything in like the last act is like pieced out like that and like chopped and screwed a little bit. And that's what gives it its momentum. But um, as soon as I saw the rocks, I like started tearing because I knew it was coming, but then you wait, yeah. you had to wait until almost to the very end, like where it's the actual, the moment that I like, but it's where uh, joy rolls off the cliff and Evelyn well first it's she you see Evelyn she starts scooting over and yeah. you see that she's got yeah. eyeballs on and yeah. um, and then you know Joy's like stop scooting like just you're a rock just sit there you know like we're supposed yeah. to just sit here whatever and then yeah and then she rolls off the cliff and Evelyn rolls off with her and it was just god the build up to that whole thing but like that specifically is like the part that like kills me and i don't even know if it's necessarily that part or if it would have been another but it's just wherever that clip lands in the climax of that last scene is exactly like where i'm just like okay full-blown losing it yeah so i actually really love that scene too that's probably my second favorite scene just the whole rock sequence Mm -hmm. but that specifically because like for me it kind of felt like you know, Jobu is trying to convince Evelyn to go into the everything bagel with her. Mm-hmm. And that moment of like deep diving off the, the cliff as rocks kind of felt like that, but in a, not in a, like, I have to deal with everything. So, so do you, mm-hmm. it was like, I'm going to go and deal with this. And again, like, I'm never letting you go. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you're not dealing with it alone, but not in like this forceful, come into this everything bagel with me it was like no i'm just gonna i'm just gonna you know protect you from right here yeah yep um yeah i loved that the the whole ending so that's probably my favorite scene i want to say that gosh i have more um for sure but I also want to say about the rock scene, it was a really nice, again, juxtaposition because everything was so chaotic and that is such a quiet moment. Yeah. And that's really cool. It was, yeah, it was, and it's like something that like, what else can possibly grab, get the, keep these people's attention or grab their attention if, and like for me, and I always thought that like commercials or like ads um, that are silent are really smart because the one time I actually look at my TV, like what's going on is when it's silent, when it goes silent. When it gets quiet, yeah. yeah. So like, so that it was almost mm-hmm. like, it really was like a nice peaceful, like 
calm to the noise. Let's bring the tension, you know, let's bring this anxiety mm-hmm. back down a little bit, but then also just a way of being able to keep our attention even further because everything was so loud and happening so yes. fast that that was like giving us like a little bit of a break. And I'm just like, God, it's just masterful. It's masterful. The timing yeah. of all of it. Yeah. And like I said, they probably, because all of these scenes were were cut into pieces and they knew that they were going to be setting it up like that. They could have rearranged all of those scenes and the last act and still probably had a similar impact. Um, yeah. What was going on, you know, but like the way that they did it in this final version, obviously it's just the momentum is, it's just, it's crazy. It's insane. Yeah. They did a great job. Mm-hmm. It was really well done. And I guess, um, obviously, I think another really great scene for me was uh, Evelyn going up the stairs chasing Jobu to, like, try to get her before she goes into the everything bagel. Mm-hmm. And instead of, like, fighting all the people mm-hmm. against her, she, she uses love. And it, I, okay, I have to say this because I love the movie Little Nikki, mm-hmm. and it reminded me of a moment from little Nikki where, you know, little Nikki's already gone to heaven. Sorry. Spoiler alerts for little Nikki. But uh, if you haven't seen it, it's so fucking old. Um, <laughs> but like, there's a moment where like his mom, like he visits his mom in heaven and he comes back and instead of like using his devilish powers to like fight off his brother's goons, he's like, release the good and it's like a huge fucking box of like kfc chicken and then like a bunch of rabbits and butterflies and like the demons are like oh my god this is great yeah like they love it and that the scene of them going up the stairs and like using love to kind of diffuse everybody mm-hmm. i really love yeah that. that was really cool the um the making the two people kiss and then it, the wedding bell yeah. star and she just pops yeah. into like they are the kings of transitions like they would yes. fucking kill TikTok. Kill it on TikTok. Oh my gosh, yes. those transitions are crazy. So yeah, she she transitions into a wedding dress, and then there's the one guy that like likes BDSM, like he likes to be dommed. Oh, and yes. oh my, it was just so good. Like just <clears throat> everything about it was yeah. Her working her way up was great. I also loved um, Joy's outfit in that sequence. Yeah, yes. yeah, she looked great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like what else, because I know that I have other scenes, but I don't know. Do you want to talk about, um, qualms? Did you have any qualms? The thing is I had none. Yeah. Like I don't really have any. And I would say that like, obviously I'm not a film critic. I didn't go to film school. So I'm sure that there are people out there probably do have like some qualms that are a little more technical. Mm Mm-hmm about the movie but like I literally I'm just an artsy girl so I loved everything yeah like there was not a single moment that I didn't love I loved Becky I think um you know like even the grandfather being like alpha from the Alphaverse 2 was fucking great like I loved everything Mm -hmm. yeah there wasn't a single thing that I didn't like and I think that all of my feelings that could be considered like quote-unquote negative they were put like they did that on purpose like the Mm. um you reminded me with Deidre being like just Deidre I can't believe I forgot to mention her in the beginning of this but 
she scared the shit out of me the first time I watched it. And she grossed me out so badly. Like, even, like, when she – I hate mouth noises. Maddie knows this. Oh, yeah. So – when she's guzzling down that juice or milk or whatever, yes. and like, and then she's just got like these chubby hands with the with the wrist uh, brace, and I'm just like, they just made her as like, aw- like she looks like she smells bad, you know, and yes. she's just huge and scary, and she like even you know when she's like coming at her. All times that she's coming at here, like I was genu- genuinely frightened of this person, yeah. and I just love it because Jamie Lee Curtis is always like the victim in like the slasher movie and you know whatever. Yes, she's, like the Freaky Friday mom, and then they made her like so villainous in this. Yes, and like so yeah. like scary, but then also they don't change how she looks at all when they do the sausage fingers. But she, I know, her demeanor changes, and then you just yeah. love her and you feel bad for her. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that obviously she was supposed to be really scary, so that's why I felt like that. And then the chapstick, the f- because it was just so oh my God, yes. when um, Alpha Waymond eats, he just eats the, shit, eats the whole chapstick. <laughs> um, yeah, I was like, yeah, that's, that's disgusting. Um, yeah, yeah. God. Um, I I think lastly, I just want to say some of my other favorite scenes are just when. <laughs> just regular Waymond would come back from Alpha Waymond and he's like, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on in here? Like every time he would come back and be like so confused, yeah. but also kind of just continue on. I, he was very funny. Like those moments were very funny. To me. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also uh, honorable mention. Oh my God. Wait, I can't believe we both didn't mention this because this is both one of our favorite scenes is when she sings the song when she's like in another she's the singer mm-hmm. in the universe and she's that's the way that that song is sung it's just i love oh it. my gosh she had the music her makeup her fit oh yeah loved it. yeah it was great um gosh everything about this movie everything everywhere all of it all the time <laughs> all at once <laughs> Um, yeah, so I just had, um, one question for you, and it's really not that big of a question. I feel like there was too much of a buildup for this, but it's something that I haven't asked. (laughs) But what was your favorite Evelyn? Ooh, great question. Oh, fuck. Okay, that's really good. Um, because we have like Kung Fu Evelyn, we have Singer Evelyn, mm-hmm. we have Alpha Evelyn. The actress Evelyn came from Kung Fu Evelyn, though. Yes, they're the same she person. That's so good. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm probably going to say Kung Fu Evelyn coming into Actress Evelyn. I think like I love that life, like her evolution, like she's a Kung Fu master. Then she's in acting because she's so good. And then, like, she sees, you know, her her Waymond, who's successful in this life. Like, I really liked that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, I loved the, the pinky push-ups. Yeah. <laughs> Even though pinky can be kung fu mm-hmm. or martial arts or whatever she says. Also, by the way, I just want to say, because she says it with the cookie too she's like a cookie could even be fucking martial arts 
And later when she's doing the stair scene, when she's diffusing everybody, you see the Kung, the her master eating the cookie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was so cute. And I, you know, I'm a cookie girl. I am a fucking cookie girl. So that made me very happy. <laughs> um, I love that it's the same cookies that Wayman cooked too, or baked. I know. And, um, yeah. It's just these damn cookies. Like, and I'm just like, was that, I want to know if that was like a childhood cookie in one of these guys, one of the directors. Homes. I wonder if it's a traditional, like. Asian cookie? Yeah. Hmm? I wonder if it like comes from any like cultural. Yeah, because there's like a little cultural face cookie. on it. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I need to look that up now. That would be really cool. Yeah. Um, um, okay, my favorite Evelyn is the sign spinning Evelyn. Let's <laughs> uh, do that badass like Matrix move, and she like knocks everyone out. Like, the gosh, it's like, like, yeah, it was just like that. Yeah, it was like I'm like she just fucking killed it. That was great. Um, and it was just so random. You know, like, it was just such a random thing. Like, okay, I have this, like, military shield. Yes. Where do yeah, I go I to do? use this? Yeah, where do I it's, go? like, the sign. And I'm, like, fucking genius. It's genius. Yeah. Um, yeah. So not necessarily my favorite Evelyn, just my favorite little, like, plot twist throw in there. Yes. Evelyn. But, um, yeah, I would say, like, just based on the scenes that she's in. Um, Kung Fu actress, for sure. Because just because of that conversation with Waymond. I liked the universe a lot, I would say. Yeah, I did too. I also, God, I just keep remembering so many funny things. Shout out Rakakuni. Mm -hmm. Shout the fuck out because later she she goes back to the universe because she accidentally exposes Rakakuni Mm -hmm. and the chef. But then she goes back to help him get it and like his legs get tired and she's like, okay, get on my fucking shoulders. (laughs) And like control me. That was fucking <laughs> funny and clever. <laughs> it's stupid. Oh my god! Yeah, so stupid. It was so good. Gosh. Stupid. Yeah. So like all of those little teeny things were really fucking great. And just Rakakuni. God damn it! That's funny. Yeah, that is really funny. Like it's just funny. It was, and yeah, it was so funny when she was um, describing it to Waymond and Joy. Oh, yeah. Like, in such a real-world instant, like, oh, the movie. And they're like, uh, what do you mean? But she's, like, really trying to be like, hey, like, this is a serious moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it was really good. Really fucking good. Oh, my good. gosh. I know. That was a really good question. I think you hyped it up just right. Okay, yeah, I didn't really think it was that good. Because I had already asked, like, about favorite, like, joy um, look wow. and action. But, Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Fucking hats off to these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kudos. Um, fingers crossed for Oscar season that you guys get fucking everything because I would love to see it. And we hope you get everything everywhere. All at once. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. This has been so fun mm-hmm. what a fantastic movie what a great film hats off a24 for picking this up and recognizing how good it was going to be we don't know you know officially if it was ever offered to other studios but really good job to everybody yeah. who was involved in the production of this i feel grateful to be alive in this time i'm like wow i got to experience that. yeah what a it cool was great to i know i'm very happy that we're starting this series off with this one too because it's so big um but mm-hmm. you know we have mm-hmm. a lot of other 
uh, good stuff coming up. So stay tuned next week. We're going to be dropping a midsummer uh, discussion pod. So that's going to be really fun. If you haven't seen it, watch it ahead of time. Um, because yes. We're coming for it. Uh, and yes. then in the weeks ahead, um, the movie X that came out in 2022 and the movie X Machina that came out in like 1992. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh God, it was so long ago. <laughs> so long ago. <laughs> I think it was pre-pandemic. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Yeah, so we're throwing it all the way back. Um, we hand-selected these movies based on what we have already seen, what we really loved. There are a ton mm-hmm. of A24 movies that we've both seen and loved. So that's why I said the series could be ongoing. We're just going to see how it plays out with this one uh, in January. Yeah. So, um, Yeah, so definitely um, thank you guys so much for listening. Join us next week for sure. Mm-hmm. Same time, same place, same socials. You know the fucking drill, baby. We're little A20 whores for this shit. Yes, but our socials are still HB hosts, so don't look up H20 whores right. on any yeah. social media. They don't exist. Uh, this is just... Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> this is just wordplay because we love it. Yes, we love it. Yep. God, I wonder if we can All add right, music next. Yeah, oh my god, if you did any fucking Jobu looks, please fucking DM them to us. Yeah. Like, look at me right now. Literally, okay. I want to just do every cosplay convention of just these movies. Like, I know. I'm so excited. I'm just so into it. But yes, anyways. Yeah, come check us out next week for our midsummer looks. Love ya. Bye. Bye.